There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What if I never left that? Uh, not much happened this weekend. What? Uh, I don't know what you guys were up to yesterday. I got so much done. House. Yeah, organize. Nothing on TV. It was no. wonderful. It's kind of nice to just like turn everything off and. Avoid the world outside. Just kidding. This is the Colleen and Bradley <laughs> Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Oh my gosh. See, we're actors just like Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. We're actors. Actors. Yes. I'm so glad they hosted last night. Mm-mm. They did not host. What? There were no hosts. But Steve Martin and Chris Rock. No, they didn't Chris host. Chris Rock? That's <laughs> Chris Rock. <laughs> They're not hosts either. Um, well, then what were they? They were just people <laughs> doing the thing. The, I think we're on, what, year two of Oscars with no hosts? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take our temp on how we feel about the Oscars with no ho- hosts. I think Oscars no hosts is a sham. Because there are hosts. There always will be hosts. Mm-hmm. In so much as you will have some somebody to lead us from point A to point B. Whether you call those people hosts is entirely, you know, um, a matter, I think, more for the consumption of the audience Mm. because of the times that we live in right now. We were talking a little bit about this earlier. Can I just have this thought now or how do you want to have your thought? So um, we were talking a little bit about this uh, before the show. I honestly just think we live in a time where nobody can afford to have the responsibility of host put on their shoulders Mm. because that's an incredible pressure that the public is not willing to um, afford someone. What I mean by that is imagine, if you will, let's pick any one of the people. Okay, mostly the guys, but Mm -hmm. like, let's think about Steve Martin, for example, if they're like, hey, Steve Martin, why don't you host? I mean, he did a perfectly great job hosting in the past, Mm -hmm. right? And he did a nice little turn with Chris Rock or even Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they put that responsibility. They announced two weeks out, a month out. Hey, Chris Rock, Steve Martin are going to host. Uh, one of them is going to host the Academy Awards. There is an, an incredible pressure and risk mm-hmm. that is going to come along with that. I just think we're in an, a risk averse time in a place where, you know, nobody wants to, like the Academy probably doesn't want to put one person through that. I mean, R.E. Kevin Hart. Yeah, like we've seen how that how that can play out. Right, like you could have a Kevin Hart situation, so that's risky. Gosh only knows what the outrage machine called Twitter would make of Steve Martin or Chris Rock for, you know, I don't know, half a dozen reasons maybe. That just seems like it. And then, <clears throat> like they can't just give it to a woman 
So they'd have to give it to two women because notice mm-hmm. they will always put two women together. They never like you never talk about Mar- uh, Mariah Carey. Maya Rudolph. They never talk about Mariah Carey hosting. Why is nobody talking about Mariah Carey? Maya Rudolph hosting herself or Kristen Wiig hosting herself. It's like, hey, Maya and Rudolph would be... Start over. Maya and Kristen would be great. Or Amy and Tina would be great. Mm -hmm. So that's fraught. Like, we just... I don't think we can have nice things right now. So the Academy is just going to say to us... We're having no hosts. Meanwhile, they're going to shove hosts at us left and right, which is fine. Well, and that's actually my that's my hot take from from the telecast, the Oscars telecast last night. It's that the only people who are not comfortable with the no host model is the producers of the telecast. Yeah, because you get the impression that they really don't know how to navigate a show without a single host model in the sense that to your point They've got they do have hosts. The hosts are the presenters. But but they do this weird hybrid thing where they have a person like a lesser known uh celebrity come up and introduce the pre- presenters, which is like a host like model. So that's confusing. And then they do this thing where they're leaning into the music to help move the show along, but what it really is doing is making the show longer. Yeah. You have things like, uh, well, you know, obviously we're going to do the the best songs. We do that all the time. But you add into that the surprise Eminem com- concert in the middle of that, which we'll talk about a little bit later, too. Uh, the guy whose name, I'm so sorry, I've forgotten, who came up and rapped uh, what we'd seen so far in the show. Those things are... I think they're trying to throw a little entertainment value in there and also move the show forward, but it's not necessary. You know why? The show is too damn long. Yeah. It's too damn long. I I honestly just think no host is, you know, shorthand for we're not committing to any one person because you all can't play nice. Yeah. Because really nothing you saw last night is unique Mm -mm. in the Oscar telecast. I mean, the surprise Eminem concert, the the thing that was unique was maybe the surprise element. I don't know. I, I <clears throat> Frankly, my memory is too short to understand if, in fact, that's something they've done before. I mean, there was a plausible reason for him to be there and to do the thing. You can judge the, and as you said, we'll talk about this later, but you can judge the like content choice. Like we look in past, we would show up and give you our thoughts on the content that was served up for us. But now we are a little more critical because of the world that we live in. We like to go on this show deep in the shallow, we say. So Mm -hmm. we try to think a little bit more critically about the mechanics of everything and the the layout. And that's just kind of where we are. So I don't think we're... So even we as a show are more thoughtful about everything that's coming at us, which does make me feel a certain amount for the producers of this telecast because at the end of the day the people that are responsible for serving this up to us are um tasked with a job and that is a thankless job Mm -hmm. because who is showing up on monday morning in 2020 to say great job you guys zero people and and just think about if you and i I mean, Holly, let's all just have a good laugh about whatever we're you're about to tasked say. with the responsibility of doing even an infinitesimal part of the Oscars telecast. You know, you can only begin to imagine the amount of like thanklessness 
that is going to come attached with that. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm not trying to say that there aren't real problems with the telecast. But for years, we have said, like, they should probably just completely redo this thing. That's not happening, no. obviously. And so, consequently, you do feel a little bit like they're rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Absolutely. Which will please no one. And I do, and I, you're right. I do feel for them because they do have um, the task that they've had put before them to entertain people while simultaneously watching privileged celebrities congratulate each other for their yeah. privilege mm-hmm. and celebrity. Right. So they their task is not only to cater to the people in the room, but then also to create an entertaining telecast for us at home in our fat pants with our bowl of popcorn on our couch. Yeah. You know, that's not an easy task. And while we say we just want just hand out the awards, if we all showed up for the Monday morning quarterbacking after that and like, just can said, you believe this I was so was boring. They just handed fest. out awards. Although I will say it was a snooze fest last night. I mean, I thought by right. the time we got, there was some dr- dramatic moments dotted like, you know, sour cream on a plate of blintzes. It's a wonderful analogy. I mean, for that was morning. interesting. Um, but other than those dollops, it really was, you know, kind of a snooze fest, which probably if you're a producer for the Oscars telecast is a good thing. It does make me wonder how many people like, uh, I mean, I know we start at the beginning and watch all the way through. I wonder how many people are watching the whole thing yeah, or how many people are watching Twitter to see when the big awards are showing up. You know, it's a different world. It's not like it was. Not everybody is. Yeah. 25, 30 years ago where you sat down to watch the Oscar telecast and you watched the Oscar telecast. Now we have ways of finding out what's going on and checking in when we feel like it. And so they do need to. Maybe they are considering that. Let me ask. Yeah. You here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Hi. Hi. Talking about the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were not doing this for your job. Yep. How would you probably, on any given night, how in the past would you have handled Oscar the Oscars? Night? I think, well, I used to watch the Oscars. Now I watch them with a different eye. So I think going forward, were I not contractually obligated to watch the Oscars from beginning to end, I think I would I'd pay attention to Twitter yeah, and see, you know, maybe check back in every twice in a while to see what's happening and watch only the ones I actually cared about. Mm-hmm. Or even better yet... I probably would just not watch the whole thing, read the report of the report the next day and see what I missed. I think a lot of people do. It's a it's that's a commitment, man. I think you'd be listening to the Colleen and Bradley show. I would be. Exactly. I think which is, you know, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I do think, um, well, first of all, in our house, we'd be watching it. Whether I would actually be in the room the entire time Mm -hmm. is an entirely different matter. But, you know, we have someone in our home who's you know, hell-bent on watching every single nominated film, so that's kind of a thing. And we will be talking to him about that later. Exactly. But if, beyond that, like, I just want to know, you know, I do like the spectacle, or I used to. I'm trying to think back of before we did this for a living, and I, I think I did always enjoy the spectacle of it, but it was never like, oh, I need to... Like, I did have this, like, sort of thought last night. It'd be fun to, like, go somewhere and watch the Oscars and have dinner, you know, like, kind of like sports bar style, but for the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And I know some places do that. I think something like that might be kind of fun where you're not, like, glued to, like, the moment to moment, like, nuances. Let other people pay attention to those and then tell you about them the next morning. But 
Right. I really quickly, can I just uh, respond to an email we got before we uh, head out to the dirt alert? We just got an email from uh, Lana who said, did I just hear Holly say that Kobe Bryant made the in memoriam and not Luke Perry? Yes, the death of Kobe Bryant is extremely sad, but Luke Perry was an actor his whole life and celebrated acting. I just don't get it. Well, I wanted to just remind everybody that Kobe Bryant was an Academy Award winner. So it is actually, it does make sense in in the in memoriam to have included Kobe Bryant because he had won an award. Luke Perry had never won an award that doesn't mean he shouldn't have been included, but that is the kind of rationale. Just, yeah, a little. I mean, even extra people right like there. you'll remember Joan Rivers wasn't yeah. included in the in memoriam. Mm-hmm. Like there were a lot of people. Well, remember, you know, 2016, the year that killed everyone. That was a tough there year. There were a man. lot of people left out of that one. Well, because otherwise we would have been there all day. Literally. Elizabeth Reese is coming in next. She's bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It is a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here. She's brought so much dirt from Hollywood. We almost didn't even show up because we started the dirt off the air. We were talking so much about the big Academy Awards, which of course was last night, the 92nd Annual Academy Awards, which is something we're going to be covering. Oh, I thought you just I said wish they 90s, were 90 seconds. It only took 90 seconds. There were some really fun moments, though. A few of the highlights. I loved Tom Hanks. I loved when he showed up. I thought that was very entertaining. I thought that Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell, as they introduced the awards for Best Cinematography, Photographer oh, and then best film editing. They you were hilarious and it was so good. And it was an example. And I get that the host versus hostless um, format can be controversial because some people love it and some people don't. But what I do like about it is when you choose presenters wisely yeah. and choose them based on people who can perform in front of a live audience, yeah. not just some movie star who's in some big yeah. movie. Yeah. Think about it the value to the audience. It totally does because there are people who can stand up there and beautifully deliver a bit like Julia Louis-Dreyfus yeah. and Will Ferrell and make it so entertaining and fun to watch. And then there are people who are the worst and like can't handle that kind of pressure. And yeah. they may be amazing actors, But they're just not great presenters. Do you know what I love about, um, you know, the proof of that, the illustration of that is Julie Louis-Dreyfus, because her, she and Will Ferrell, when they were doing their thing, I was like, wait, is this like off the cuff? Are they just doing this? And I'm sure this was all planned, but their delivery is so, so delightfully good. And playful. And it was just, it it read as, (laughs) these are just two you know, kooky folks and you don't know quite what's going to come out of their mouth and you, you know, you're loving it regardless. Oh gosh. Something tells me it was very well planned out and they're just great actors. Yeah. This is why they win awards. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, they're so good and they're so fun. And and funny, they're not the ones winning the Oscars, though. <laughs> right? Did she, well, she won. She's won Golden Globes, tons and, yeah. and oh, Emmys, yes. and tons yeah. of stuff, but, but never not, an Oscar. Yeah. Not an and Oscar. Will Ferrell, no, no. Yeah. yeah. 
Will Ferrell deserves an Oscar. I agree with you. Can they do something fun at the Oscars? No. Like, something funny? No, Well, they're never going to give Oscars to, like, <laughs> you know, Anchorman. That's a great you know? movie. Or Elf. Yeah. Elf but if the- I could give an Oscar to some Will Ferrell character, 100%. I would. 100%. Stepbrothers. Oh, so they should good. just have like that an Oscar. That one's a grower, not a shower, though. Like you gotta watch that one a few times before Excuse you fall in love me? with it. I'm just saying, you heard her. That's what she said. I did. I used that euphemism. You're There's welcome. lots of um, outfit talk. I thought uh, Natalie Portman and uh, totally won the night for me. I just loved it. I loved Cynthia Vivos, and then I also loved um, Scarlett Johansson. I thought and Regina King. Those would probably be my top four. Those Regina girls, King looked amazing. She looked like an angel yeah. from heaven. Straight up angelic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really fun. A couple of other little uh, outfit tidbits for you. Jane Fonda rewore a dress to the Oscars after vowing to quit shopping. I love this. And wasn't she like holding it. a coat as well? Yes. That was the last piece of art- article of clothing she's ever bought. It's a red. Um, so the gown is by Ellie Saab. She originally wore it to Cannes in 2014. Um, and then she had this red coat that she said would be her last purchase ever and has since worn many times to climate protests and to jail when she was arrested at the same protests. And she said, so when I talk to people about we don't need to keep shopping, we don't need more stuff, I have to walk the walk. So I'm not buying any more clothes. I, I bet, love her. I bet she has a few choice friends who just happen to pick her up gifts on occasion. <laughs> right. You know, mm-hmm. like, that oh, I just happened to see this and thought of you. I know. Also, it, can we talk about her hair? Yeah. It's a, she it was stunning. A short gray wig. It was a wig. Mm-hmm. That's what page oh, yeah, six is reporting. Yeah. Hey, I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's a wig. It's a wig. <laughs> Elton John also wearing a wig. Look at yes. him. Correct. Renee Zellweger went on for way too long. Oh, I felt so, bad for her, though. I wanted to stop. I, I, I felt really... I was like, please make it stop. I was very happy for her because I feel like in certain corners of Hollywood, she's gotten a bad rap. Yeah. Um, And her performance as Judy was amazing and phenomenal, and people should go see it. But that speech... She just... And plus, yeah. It, she was it trying to be so apart at some point, and, and it, it was not... And she couldn't get it back. No. And yeah. she should have cut and run. Yeah. yeah. But to be fair, uh, you know, she followed somebody else who went on a lot, too. Yeah. That's what he does. He made some points and some other points. Yeah, but I... Yeah. <laughs> That's good, Colleen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just decided I don't really want to hear Joaquin Phoenix talk. I'm kind of done hearing him well, do his speeches. I think he should get a YouTube channel yeah. and go on about the issues that matter and are important to yeah. him. And I think that on occasion, some people should use, uh, you know, like when the world doesn't let you have a voice, use your moment to have a voice to have a voice. I'm not worried about Joaquin Phoenix. having their voices? Well, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix in particular. Yeah. I think there are other celebrities in Hollywood who don't have a voice and can use those I moments. I just think you can do it in such a beautiful way. The female composer who won. Um, oh, yes. Gosh, help me out. And I'm just going to make, you know, it's I, a lot. The, she was the amazing. German, the German woman. Yeah. Yes. Icelandic, sorry. Yes, she was. For Joker. Yes, and she was so good. And the way that she talked about, she said, you know, to little girls and to women who feel music bubbling up within them, you know, the world needs to hear you. It was just a lovely way. And I don't want to sound, I just feel like in this time, I love the pro women. I love it. Listen, I'm a woman. I think it's really wonderful. 
I just think that there's a way to do it without always putting men down, too. Correct. And also, when every celebrity is working their platform, it gets a little exhausting throughout the night. I'm with you. I'm with you, my friends. Thank you for being with us, Elizabeth Reese. Thanks, friends. We Bye. need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge, 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. Thirty seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at twelve thirty on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk One Hundred Seven One streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and this is your thirty-second pop culture challenge. Thirty second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? Steve's on the line, and what is Steve playing for? Steve's playing for a big fat one of these. My Talk 1071 t shirt. All right, Steve, timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I am. Okay, here we go. Who presented the Best Picture Oscar last night? <laughs> the movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is about which TV star? Mr. Rogers. Which actress was nominated for two separate acting performances last night? Laura Dern. Nope. I don't care. Who performed the opening number in last night's telecast? Eminem. No. <laughs> Pass. Director Bong Joon Ho is now tied with what movie legend for most Oscar wins in one night? Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh oh. Sorry, Steve. You did not answer all those questions, nor did you do so correctly. No, that is Thus, correct. You were unable but, to win the 30-second pop culture good challenge. Good job. Good job for trying. But thank you for showing up. Uh, let's get to the answers to those questions uh, so that we can move on. Uh, what do you got? Who presented the Best Picture Oscar? Jane Fonda. And uh, he got Mr. Rogers. Uh, who was nominated for two separate acting performances? Scarlett Johansson. And uh, who opened the number? Janelle Monet and Billy Porter. And Bong Joon-ho is now tied with? Walt Disney. Walt Disney. And now that we've got uh, all the Oscar trivia locked, uh, like lodged in your head for the rest of the day, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has selected for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Yeah. Blinded by the Item. Hot celebrity gossip fresh from the 92nd Annual Academy Awards. Okay. Lots to talk about. Yes. <laughs> Here's your first celebrity gossip mystery. This foreign-born permanent A++ list singer says that he is the reason the one-named rapper performed last night. Do I think the one-named rapper called? Yes. More than that? Maybe. Oh. Foreign-born A++ list singer. Okay, well, I'm guessing the one-named rapper was Eminem. But that's two names, because M and M. True. Good point, Bradley. Good point. The foreign-born permanent A++ list singer. Yeah. Who do we think that could be? I mean, it's got to be like Shaggy? one Shaggy? Of... It wasn't him. Um, he was on the bathroom floor. <laughs> Hope he put down a towel. Okay. Um... Foreign-born, A++ list, male singer. Come on, guys. I know. I feel like this should be so obvious. Oscars. Oh, Elton John. Oh. What? Yes, because they have a special love. 
Remember, they have a special love. Okay, read the thing. Okay, so Elton- they have a special love. Not that kind of love, you dirty bird. Well, I kind of feel like this is suggesting they might have that kind of love. Well, Elton John says that he's the reason that Eminem performed last night at the Oscars. Does NT Lawyer think that Eminem called Elton John? Yeah. More than that, maybe. That's kind of a weird blind item. It is a weird blind item. So what what we can take away is that Elton John is taking credit for the fact that Eminem performed at the Oscars last night. He hooked things up. So so in 2001 is when they did the um, their performance together at at the the Grammys. Grammys. Oh, I forgot about that. I just Googled that. Of Stan. That's right. And um, I got to see my uncle. That was kind of a big moment, too. Right. Because. Eminem had a history of some not very kind to uh, homosexual friends' <laughs> behavior. Yeah, and to so put that it was... mildly, and yes, there was a lot of criticism at the time. Yep, uh, when when Elton seemed to be like you know rubbing his his gay wand over Eminem and giving him some sort of special treatment. Is that what it's called? Yeah, your gay wand. Yeah, he just rubbed it all up on him. Another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen Bradley. It's a wig. (laughs) All right, here's another celebrity gossip mystery from last night's Academy Awards. This A minus list, mostly movie actress who is an Oscar winner slash nominee, was making small talk and a joke about the Golden Globes to this A plus slash A list, mostly movie actor who is an Oscar winner slash nominee. Mm. All the small talk and jokes turned into some interesting flirting between the pair, and it was more than just talk. Well, oh. can I assume that the mostly movie actor, who's also a winner, is that a Brad Pitt? And then we need an A minus list, mostly movie actress, who's also. So this has to be. Was she up last night? She was not nominated last night, but she was at the Oscars. But not, did she present? No. Yes, she did. She did no. present? No. Um, and I will say that there is footage of the two of them together at the Oscars and watching it, they did have some good chemistry, bo- chemistry because I'm a body language expert. Yeah. I didn't know. Okay. Were they mirroring? <laughs> yeah. Is body this... language experts love that. So mm. she's an A minus list. Hmm. Uh... That means this, this so it's should be not Jane Fonda. Not Jane Fonda, no. <laughs> okay, just uh, mm-hmm. Is she younger, older, same um, age? She's around the same age as Brad Pitt in the oh. same five years-ish okay. range. Interesting. And she's single, obviously? I'm thinking so, yeah. Okay. Looked at her Wikipedia. She's not in a relationship with anybody mm-hmm. right now. Okay. Can you narrow her down a little bit for us? Yes. She won an Oscar last year. Saoirse Ronan? No, that she's too young. Olivia Coleman. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm just kidding. She's liked, not single. I liked that story. I loved her, her oh, comment about her hair. So cute. She goes, winning an Oscar will age you. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Were we close when we said Saoirse Ronan? No. Not even anywhere. No. Not, not no. Even the she same won an Oscar last year. So, if she won an Who Oscar last year. won she... an Oscar last year. <laughs> Well, you know, you'd hope that maybe one of the two uh, radio boobs who talk 
ad nauseum about all things entertainment. I can't remember last year. That got wiped out last night with this year's information. Here's a hint. Yeah, because you were holding on to it tight until last <laughs> exactly. night. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Your hint is that this woman presented Brad Pitt with his Oscar last I know, night. Now I can't even remember who did that. Okay, hold on. Who presented to... Margot Robbie. Who presented to Brad Pitt? Oh, it's too it's bad. It's gone, man. That was so early in the night. Give us something else. What'd she win for? What movie? Just tell us. This is dumb. It's we can't do King. it. Oh! Okay. Wow. Alrighty. Okay, read it. So, Ooh. Regina King was making small talk with Brad Pitt, and all the small talk and jokes turned into some intense flirting between the pair, and it was more than just talk. You could see them walking off the stage yes. last night after Brad Pitt won his Oscar, and the thought bubbles coming up were like, oh, these two have some chemistry yes. together. Brad Pitt also produced the Os- the movie that Regina King won her Oscar for, If Beale Street Could Talk. Ah. So obviously they have some kind of History. working history together interesting i didn't did you know that she was with malcolm jamal warner for two years i vaguely recall that like but a hundred years ago no not a hundred years ago it was 2011 to 2013 she was married from 1997 to 2007 to somebody i don't know but i just looked at her wikipedia page huh interesting okay what is malcolm jamal warner up to didn't he have some really unfortunately timed things to say during the Bill Cosby yeah. scandal? Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, yeah, let's do one more. <laughs> Thank you. Do it! All right, here's another a celebrity gossip mystery. This concerning the Oscars. This showrunner slash actress was hitting on a server and was being obnoxious to the point of being demeaning and mm. rude about it. Oh, no. Oh. Showrunner? Yes. Mindy Kaling? Whoa! That was quick, too. Wow. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like this one. Mindy Kaling was hitting on a server last night and was being obnoxious to the point of being demeaning and rude about it. I don't like that one. Can I return it? No. No. Okay. You can't. Mm -mm. Sorry. with it because we know in Hollywood... Nothing is real and everyone smokes. When we come back, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies is going to join us with his Oscars perspective after this on My Talk 1071. Get your laughs after lunch or anytime with Colleen and Bradley. Here's a highlight from Thursday in the one o'clock hour. Erica Badu will now be releasing incense that is made from her previously worn ground up panties. Okay, that's an Erica Badon't. <laughs> What celebrities ground up panties do I want to light Jones. light on fire? No, would. no. You would. I you can't would. think there's if there I don't was want a Google story. Funk. You would. Yeah, Tom Jones. If I said panties. to you, you could go online right now and buy Tom Jones eeny weeny parakeet bikini. What do they call those things? Budgie smugglers. <laughs> if you could buy them in a candle, you'd be like click 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 so fast. Now you might not want to smell it. Yeah, because it probably smells like Shalimar and ointment. <laughs> Gold bond. Preparation age. Gold bond. <laughs> oh. Icy hot. 
Okay, I've had enough of this conversation. Colleen and Bradley. Listen live or podcast it anytime at mytalk1071.com or on the MyTalk app. Well, we love to talk movies with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies on the Colleen and Bradley Show, MyTalk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, Paul, are you with us? Have you arrived? I am with you. Here Hi, I am. Paul. Hello, Paul. It was Hello. a late it was a late Thanks night. It was a late night for all of us, but I'm yeah, sure yeah, that you were uh you were dialed in the whole darn time last night with the Oscars. Whole, whole darn time. I was tweeting away like crazy. I was updating my predictions list. I was twenty one out of twenty four last night. Nice. Not too shabby. That's yeah, not too shabby yeah. at all. Now, um, Paul, can I ask you a question? So we yes. we certainly were on the couch the entire time. We watched a couple movies, like literally a couple movies. <laughs> um, nowhere near as many as you did. We're not like, you know, we're not as plugged in as you are. So we had the things that we pay attention to. But what does somebody like Paul McGuire Grimes pay attention to when they sit down to watch what otherwise would be just, a, you know, a sort of casually fun night with uh, high paid celebrities? <laughs> right. I'm looking for any sort of surprise win of the night, any sort of upset that could happen. And there was a lot of talk going into last night, thinking if anything is going to beat 1917 for Best Picture or Best Director, it was going to be Parasite. You know, we have never seen an international film, non-English language film, win Best Picture. So I really didn't think that was going to happen last night. I thought that with the Academy being so kind of conservative and not as progressive, that 1917 was going to win. But I, would, I was seeing all the pundits on film Twitter and all the insiders thinking, Parasite's going to win, Parasite's going to win. And I was like, no, it's not going to. And then it started winning. Yeah. yeah, it was. There was a momentum behind that film that was palpable throughout the telecast last night. Don't you think? Oh, completely. And the the crowd, the audience was loving it too. And you could tell that every time Bong Joon Ho went up to accept an Oscar, that it just the the fever grew in the room every time. Were you? I mean, because you said you you kind of had put your money on nineteen seventeen. Yes. But I know that you also loved Parasite. Was there a piece of you that wanted Parasite to win? Oh, that's a great question. I don't. I don't. You know, I think part of me, sure, in a sense of I want people to go see international films, and I love that we are kind of branching out into for lack of a better word, accepting international films into what the Oscars are. I think a lot of times we focus in on the Oscars being U.S. films. But if we can open up that pool more and then get us to go see those films and learn those stories, that just helps in terms of diversity and inclusivity, which have been problems with the Oscars. So other than, you know, Parasite winning Best Picture last night, what other surprises or things did you maybe not see coming? Uh, well, I mean, I certainly did not see Eminem coming to perform last night. Uh, that took me by surprise. We were all like any of stunned us. in the room. Yes. What did you think about it? Well, I, I don't know if that was the best choice for, like, if you're going to celebrate music in film and show this big montage of all, like, the best song winners, there could have been probably someone else they could have had, maybe more of an iconic or more memorable song than Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a great song. He definitely won. I think people forgot already that Eminem won, especially since Eminem didn't even go 
to the Oscars the year that he won. So I think that they maybe could have had someone better. I understand if the Oscars are trying to reel in a younger audience with having Eminem or even Billie Eilish doing the in, the in Memoriam. I can see maybe their angle with that. But, hey, I mean, it made for a surprising night, that's for sure. What was your overall impression of the telecast as it was? You know, I will say that I think that there were certain things that could have been cut, certain things that could have been shortened a little bit. Some bits went on a little bit longer than needed. We didn't need as many, like, presenters of the presenters of the presenters. You know, if we could have just had a host that could have done all of that, that would have been great. Bring back Janelle, Janelle Monet next year as the host. She can do a great musical number like she did, and then go right into the awards or have that kind of unifying voice. So you, it sounds like you're kind of pro host. Yes, I, I wonder. I, know. I wonder if there isn't some sort of hybrid way. Like, why can't they do a Voice of God announcer type acting as host? I don't know, and just leave it I as that. They, I don't know if they're getting too scared if they don't want to pay a host. I kind of wonder if there's like a financial thing where it's like Janelle Monet or you know we'll pay you for this opening number, but it would be good, it would be far less than we would have to pay you if you're an actual host. Sure. Same with Steve Martin and Chris Rock. We'll pay you to do this comedic opening monologue, which I thought was very funny, and they definitely got some good one-liner zingers in there. But I also wonder if it's a financial thing. Yeah. Um- we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes. Paul, I wanted to ask you about Best Director. So Bong Joon-ho won for Best Director, right? Yeah. Yep. And he referenced Martin Scorsese in his acceptance speech. Like, um, how did you feel about him winning last night? Or I should say about um, Bong Joon-ho winning. I'm fine with that. Yes, I did want Sam Mendes to win for 1917. But when you look at Parasite, that is such a singular vision movie. Like, no one else could have made that movie. It's such a unique movie. And Bradley, as you know, since you've seen it, it like the direction of that is so precise when you really watch it that it makes sense why Bong won. And I love that he referenced the other directors. He referenced growing up watching Scorsese's movies and what influence he had and to be in the same category with him. He also referenced Quentin Tarantino's movies. So I like that kind of, I'm acknowledging these other people that I've watched and influenced along, that have influenced me along the way. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. I have to ask you because uh, as a a lay person, a person who... (laughs) appreciates movies when they've gone to video. Um, I don't get too excited about some of the awards, like sound mixing, for example. I mean, I know that you make picks for all of that. Were you, I mean, are you paying very close attention to that contest? (laughs) You know, I was, I, again, I was kind of rooting for 1917. I was like, they're going to go for a war movie for sound mixing and sound right. editing. And usually those two go to the same movie. You know, one is about the creation of sound and sound effects, and the other is putting it in the actual movie. Usually those kind of go hand in hand. Sure. So to then for it to be split last night, you know, it's not a movie. Like, sound is not a thing that I know, like, really specifically well. So that race is like, oh, you know, the sound was great, or like I would understand how that's a hard sound to create, but that's not a race that I like. I'm totally invested in, yeah. unlike cinematography or original score. Like those are things I've studied a little bit more to like get into. And I feel like the general public can get on board with the score, and they right. can get on board with the Song. cinematography. You would know that, you know, at least. But the sound, for some reason, those sound mixing 
and the sound editing, uh, those two awards, I'm like, why do they do those? I think that they need to do a better job of explaining yeah. what those awards yeah. are in the in the actual telecast. Giving perspective, which is something yeah. the telecast is not very good at doing, honestly. Not gifted. Correct. Maybe if they can show some behind the scenes of how they went and created all of the gun effects or how they created all of the car crashing sounds in at Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. That would be something cooler. And they kind of do that a little bit with visual effects. They kind of showed some behind the scenes of like Avengers and 1917 to show like how visual effects bring those movies to life. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trips to the Movies. We love having you on. Thank you for talking movies with us today. Thank you for having me. We Thanks. will see you on Friday. Uh, that's Paul McGuire Grimes. He's our movie reviewer, and you can check him out online at Paul's Trip to the Movies. We will be back on the Colleen and Bradley show with a very special guest you'll want to hear after this. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.